You are listening to the Critical Mass Radio Show, Orange County's business talk show focused on exploring topics of interest to CEOs who are leading middle market companies with your host, Richard Franzi. Welcome to today's episode of Critical Mass Radio Show. I am your host, Rick Franzi. Our audience demographic is 98% business owners and executives who listen to learn from our experiences of our guests. If your firm is interested in reaching these top decision makers, then advertising on our radio show is the answer. Each month, our sponsors gain valuable exposure through their support of our program. And with our exclusive and unique prospect engagement program, Critical Mass Radio Show delivers 23 warm prospects to each of our platinum advertisers each year. To learn more about these programs, contact Rose Chamora, 951-515-4661. That's 951-515-4661. I've invited Ankur Patel with Latap Consultants to talk to us about the business needs of middle market firms as it relates to data security and information security. Encore, welcome to the show. Thank you. Uh, let's talk a little bit about the firm. You're the founder of your firm. Yes. So what is it that you do, and why do clients pick your firm over competitors? Sure. So I've been doing information security and risk management consulting for over 10 years now. And we founded the company three years ago with a couple of us in a group to find a need, not necessarily find a need to provide a need that exists in the middle market and small market businesses for helping them with their information security and privacy risk management initiatives. Okay. Um, in today's marketplace, our trade is mostly conducted via the internet, online. We have customers, right. tremendous amount of customer data. Uh, a lot of the small organizations don't have the resources to be able to manage those that information that's been collected. Right. So You mean like secure it? Put it behind a firewall, do all the things, encrypt it if they have to. Exactly, things of that nature. Ultimately, it's become a business risk, right? Right. Um, Technology is a tool that we use to support a business, to enable growth, enable support, revenue. Um, One of the the challenges that the smaller businesses face, and this is through interacting with them over the last decade, is they don't have the resources in terms of monetary resources and also the manpower resources to be able to – have a sustainable risk management or security management program. Right. So what we did is we founded this company to help businesses be more effective and create more efficient solutions so they can maximize their resources. How do you do that? The way to do that is strategy, right? That's the biggest okay. thing. Um, it's not uh, – uh, there's plenty of risk management frameworks out there, but – um, they're very costly to implement. Right. They feel like big company solutions. Exactly. Right? But as we've learned over the last year due to data breaches, even with an enormous amount of money and a budget for managing security, the breaches are going to happen. Right. So the way to do that is to, to be able to manage the risk, and that's for the business to understand what information do they have what is critical to be able to sustain their business if there were to be a breach. Okay. So we help them with strategy. We train their existing employees and provide them with security awareness training on an ongoing basis so they don't have to hire new staff. Okay. They, we leverage their existing employees to be able to do that. So do you come in, put the program together, educate, train, and, and then leave, or do you get hired to kind of be that outsourced staff? It's a combination of things, right? Okay. Uh, first, we go in there to evaluate the industry that the business is in what data set that they have, what information the business collects on their day-to-day operations. Well, don't most co- com- most companies collect 
all their customer information. Absolutely. Right? And that is very valuable. Absolutely. Names, phone numbers, maybe there's some level of payment information in there. Maybe there's some banking information, credit card stuff for your clients. I mean, that is gold. Absolutely. And over the last decade, due to regulatory compliance, we've gotten really good. Well, the regulations, the FTC, they've gotten really good at helping businesses and set rules for businesses when it comes to payment card and financial and bank account numbers. Okay. Now it's getting into the privacy aspect where hackers are actually stealing user consumer information. Like social security number? Social security number. Even a name, address, and email address, and things like that. That becomes privacy information because now they can target market you for – send you an email with a certain link where you think it's coming from a credible resource. Right. You click on that link. Now that computer system at the business has a malware right. that's sending all the business information out to – some server in Russia. Who knows where it's located? I'm talking with Ankur Patel. He is uh, one of the founders of LATAP, and we're talking about Internet security, information security, cyber risk for middle market companies. So CEOs, please be paying attention. One of the things that came to my attention as I looked at this is hackers aren't just looking at the large Target, Walmart, Home Depot. They're looking at going on to middle market companies to use their processing power and put for for their they don't want you to know that they're there exactly right? they're in there they're, they they don't want to, oh look blue screen of death or whatever we want to get on there and we want to do malicious things without you ever knowing it exactly and you know you nailed the exact same challenge that small businesses are having today is larger businesses at least have the ability due to their large resources to detect if a breach were to occur smaller businesses don't have the ability to even detect that this is existing and they may they may put on some software to ch- look for right. malware, maybe a maybe a firewall, maybe some other things, and they, they may think they're protected. But I've talked to people in the industry, and they're basically saying, "Look, the the financial incentive for hackers is far outweighed what the industry that protects that builds the protection is. So they have a better incentive to stay ahead of us because there's more money in it for them sure. than we make as the profit. So it feels like almost the hackers are always one step ahead of even the best security software you can buy. Absolutely, and you know it goes back to the to the theory, not not even the theory, the belief that I have is that what takes 12 months to build takes 12 minutes to break. <laughs> um, so going back to that, we want to ha- be able to identify it. That's the key, right? And for smaller businesses, they're at a disadvantage because these larger corporations and these bigger companies, Target, Home Depot, just recently, the U.S. Post Office. The Post Office, um, right. They have the funds to sustain such a breach. Right. For a small business, has their enterprise risk? I mean, we take risks all the time in order to you know, target a new market for whatever product or service we're selling. Right. We evaluate those risks. All we're saying is evaluate the information risk as well. Right, because the laws that govern data breaches, like having to notify your clients yeah. and being proactive, and if you do business across different states, every state has their own set of regulations, it can become very costly. And the other part of it is that I've discovered is it can damage your... You may not be able to weather it the way a Home Depot does. Exactly, and that's one of the phases of uh, NIST, which is the National Institute of Standards Technology, which has a framework specifically geared towards cybersecurity. Okay. And FTC has a business protection group that they have established, which is going to start uh, putting out laws and evaluating companies because Uh-oh. the new new way of trade is the over the internet. Right. Right. So it's not going anywhere. I mean, the the only way to protect yourself is to unplug yourself from the internet. But how do you continue to do business in today's world without the internet? Right. Right. So and uh, with social media and so many 
so many connections you have to the company has the internet they may not come through your website they may come through one of your employees facebook pages right or they may come through your employees credentials because we can put username and password credentials at our, on our business systems but we can't stop that employee from using those same username and credentials somewhere else <laughs> So they get so it. When that password is stolen, <laughs> yeah. now yeah. they're able to access yeah. the company's corporate systems oh. through that same password, and that's called social engineering attacks. Okay. Um, these hackers are smart. They're bored. They do it out of boredom and for fun, just for kicks to see if they can get in. There's a huge black market where they're selling this information. Now, with credit cards and financial, just because there's an immediate financial gain, we think that's the most important. It's actually social security numbers because credit card number, the bank is going to take the loss and replace your card number. Okay. How often do we replace our social security number? Right. How do we even do that? I, I got exactly. I never have to find out. Exactly. So, you know, even when you have employees, it's, it's important for a business to protect employee information. Yeah, right. I, I, I just. I mean, I, I think we're going to take a commercial break. We're talking with Encore Patel. He is one of the co-founders of Latap, and we're talking about security and security breaches. I, I think we have a false sense of security when we're a smaller company, thinking, well, first of all, we're a small fish; nobody's going to want us. And secondly, we've we've bought the stuff from Staples or whatever, right. and we've got the right kind of protection. When in, I think, too many times, that's child's play for a hacker who really Absolutely. wants it. It's like, oh, really? That's what you're using? This shouldn't be too hard. So we're going to come back and continue this conversation, ladies and gentlemen. If you're a CEO of a middle market firm, stay tuned because there's much more to be talked about relative to your your system security needs. We'll be back after these words from our sponsors. Smart Business Network is a business-to-business multimedia company providing insight, advice, and strategy for C-level executives of fast growth, middle market, and large companies. As one of the nation's largest publishers of local management journals, under the Smart Business name, Smart Business Network publishes 19 regional print editions, presents dozens of large and small-scale business conferences and award programs, and produces a vibrant interactive digital media presence. For more information, visit us at www.sbnonline.com. SNH Rubber is a manufacturing company in Fullerton, California. We specialize in custom molded, extruded, and stamped rubber parts. If your next job requires a rubber part, we would appreciate the opportunity to quote on it. We serve aerospace, automotive, and many other industries. We work with many types of rubber, including silicone, EPDM, neoprene, uninitrile, and viton. Our quality system is ISO and AS9100 approved. Over our 47 years in business, the SNH brand has become known for superior quality, quick turnaround, and competitive pricing. Please check out our website at www.shrubber.com or call 714-525-0277. Let SNH be your ceiling solution. There's something positive about the word up. When things are looking good, they're looking up. When someone's down, you cheer them up. So how do you move up? Well, when it comes to getting your bachelor's or master's degree, there's one university that stacks up, Brandman University. Brandman is ranked by U.S. News and World Report as one of the nation's top ten universities for online bachelor's programs. Brandman's online graduate programs in business and education also receive top honors. So look us up at brandman.edu. Brandman University. Move up. Welcome back to Critical Mass Radio Show. We're talking with Ankur Patel. He is the one of the founders of Latap Consultants. We're talking about cybersecurity and risk and how do you know. But before we get back, I just want to let you know that um, 
Our audience has downloaded over 16,000 ver- copies, episodes of our radio show over the last 30 days. And we here at the program appreciate your continued and growing support. Of course, every show can be heard live on octalkradio.net or rebroadcast anytime from iTunes, Stitcher.com, Spreaker.com, hundreds of middle market uh, businesses' websites where the CEOs have been on our show and they put the player on their pro- on their website so you can find it various business-oriented podcasting services. And, of course, you can sign up and receive our updates through RSS feeds if that's what you want to do. Uh, Encore, let's talk about the kind of companies that you help. I know you're working a lot with middle market firms, and that's our target audience. In addition, middle market firms, who else are you working with? So over the last 10 years uh, that I've been doing consulting, I've worked for some financial institutions. I've worked at banks. I've also done at credit card processing companies. I was at Visa for several years as a part of their Global Information Security Group, helping them with their information risk management governance. Uh, as you can see, the size and the the, the, the trade that Visa is in, um, it's it's millions and millions and millions of credit card numbers and personal information. Yeah, so if you're a hacker, uh, that's got to be like the holy grail, right? Absolutely. American Express, Visa, MasterCard. Absolutely. Discover. And, yeah, any, any payment and card information, right? right. Um, there's also privacy information that I'm currently working on helping out. Uh, Honda uh, Finance Corporation, which okay. does the lending for Honda's oh Honda Motor Company. Look at that. they got everybody's bank account, talk about social security numbers and address. I mean, you got everything you need. credit card because they process your monthly payments if you pay through a credit card, right? They also have your loan information, your social security number, uh, if you provided any tax information in order to support your loan. So whatever, I mean, they have regulations that they have to abide by as a, as a lending institution, right? Um, so we help these companies manage their information risk. And mm-hmm. I think that's the biggest key is is for any business, regardless of the size, is to identify what assets they have that are valuable. And in today's world, we have information assets. And the challenge, the difference between the trade 50 years ago and today is previously when an asset was stolen, it was physical. We knew it was missing, so we knew it was gone. Right. In today's world with information asset, when it's taken, it's still where you think you left it. So you don't think it's gone, but right. it's actually been duplicated and replicated in multiple places, and it's being used other places. Amazing, because um, it's still there, but we've got an ideal copy. I, right. I'm old enough that when I called on Hughes Aircraft Company, and I used to come in and out of their lobbies that have that make me open my briefcase to see <laughs> if I physically had anything that was not mine. Right. I mean, how that is like almost a waste of time now, right? Absolutely. Why would you even do that other than make sure the guy doesn't have any guns or anything crazy going in? But right. coming out, if I've got into your building, I probably have put something on your systems that it's not going to show up on me. Well, and in today's world, we don't even physically need to go into a building. Right. I mean, if you're connected to the Internet, it could be somewhere anywhere in the world, not just this country, anywhere in this world right. that has access to the Internet. Well, you were talking about the program Cryptologic. Is that, am I Crypto saying? Locker. Crypto Locker. It was a malware that was released about a year ago. Right. It initially was intended towards individual users. And what it did was it would target individual users that are just browsing on the Internet. And it would tell you to click on a link and get you to click on a link. When you clicked on this link, what it would do is it would encrypt all your data on your <laughs> personal computer. And then say, give us your credit card number and we will decrypt this information for you. Wow, it's like extortion. A- absolutely. Absolutely. And did they do it if you gave them the credit card number? I mean, would they take a fee and... Yes. Okay. I've heard cases... At least there's some most, honor among the thieves. No, absolutely. I mean, their whole thing was to get the credit card number. It wasn't oh. the $200 that they oh. were going to charge you. They wanted the number. So Jeez. it was extortion. It never ends. <laughs> exactly. It's ransom, extortion. I mean, you know, we can define it many different ways. Right. And, you know, small businesses, large organizations, they could still get this type of malware. 
into their computer systems. And it's not only going to encrypt and uh, take away the data on one individual device. It's going to take away whatever that user had access to, whatever network drives oh that the user had access to. So so a, a salesperson could go back from the field, log into the intranet, and, and encrypt everything on the on the file servers that she or he had access to. Absolutely. So you could shut a business down. Absolutely. It could dec- encrypt all of that information. Wow. And there's been companies that have had those attacks happen to them. And now you have to rely on disaster recovery and business continuity. So what risk management does is it says, okay, well, even if our information is taken, stolen, breached, encrypted without our knowledge, do we have the ability to recover business, sustain business, and respond to it based on the current regulations that are out there? Wow. So it's not just about protecting it from thieves. In today's world, security professionals will tell you that it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. So our business is prepared for it. And the best way to attack any risk is to manage it. And that's what we do with other risks as well. And that's what we do with information risks. Yeah, because you talk about a business continuity plan. And that can be, I mean, let's face it, uh, many of the firms listening to this show are in Southern California. We are in an earthquake-prone area, and we right. could have, God forbid, a natural disaster that could really physically shut the business down. So you have to be able to figure out how to still do business in that case. Right. But probably more likely, or at least as likely, is you get hit with some type of malware or some type of encryption, and now you have to be able to run your business not using your traditional IT infrastructure. Absolutely. And, you know, information risk management is one component of doing business continuity it's like you mentioned natural right. natural disasters is the other right right uh, it could be a uh, competitor target i mean there's a bunch of different things that we evaluate as a part of business continuity okay because uh, i ask my clients who predominantly are in orange county california what would happen if we had a serious earthquake where people were unable to leave your shop for an extended period of time Right. What what provisions have you made for the 150 people that are in your warehouse or in your on your manufacturing floor? First, let's recognize that all those people really want to do is go home and make sure their loved ones are safe. Sure. Or communicate with them, which is probably unlikely to be done. Right. Because right? the systems will be down. But so, how do you handle this restless group of people? And if you have, God forbid, someone who's hurt, what's your? Yeah. And, you know, a lot of safety regulations, depending on if it's a retail business, they enforce, the fire department will enforce an emergency response plan. Even businesses that aren't required to but should have an emergency response plan, right, fire drills, et cetera. Right. Um, What we do with information security is have an incident response plan. Okay. It's no different. The difference between a natural disaster or the example that you just used in regards to earthquakes in California, the likelihood of occurrence isn't that high. But the impact is high. Right. For breaches, the likelihood of occurrence is higher than an earthquake. Yes. And the impact could be just as high as well. Right. So what information risk management does is it helps the business and the CEOs evaluate where their current business is in its current state mm-hmm. and the measures that they want to take. As a part of that risk management plan, it could be to accept the risk. Okay. Right? So this but, is a part of what your firm will do? Correct. You'll come in and you'll walk the process and you'll help them understand exactly. how ready they are or not ready. Exactly. We help them identify the risk, okay. what the likelihood of recurrence could be based on severity, what the inherent and residual impact of that exploit or severity or cyber breach or whatever the case may be. Right. And then let the ultimately the business decision makers make the ultimate decision with that information. Today, we don't. The, a lot of small businesses don't have that information. Right. So, Ankar, I'm thinking that in your 
you tell me. Maybe I'm wrong. But it seems like you could come in and help just about everybody with some common things that are best practices. Absolutely. That, that don't cost a lot of money, but if you had them in place, you'd be thankful that you had them. And then it's sort of varying degrees of, okay, how far do you want to go with this? Absolutely. Okay. And uh, I think the, the, the one of the points that I mentioned earlier, and thanks for bringing that up, is, is awareness and security training goes a long ways. And that's one of the approaches that we take because no matter how much technology and process we put in place, it's going to be people that make it, create it, and use it. Right. So our strategy focuses on people. Right. We inform, advise these people. Most people do things inadvertently. Right. There's a small, very, very small percentage that have a malicious intent. The majority of us are in it for the right cause. Right. So we help train those people. And Boy, a little bit of awareness goes a long way. It just sounds like don't click on a link from anybody you don't Absolutely. know who it is. Just Absolutely. as a general rule of thumb. Just delete that email yeah. as fast as possible. Nothing is that important. The Lotto Commission is not going to send you an email. <laughs> dear trusted loved one, I'm from Africa somewhere. Please uh, <laughs> give me your bank account and I'll give you $50 million. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, who, who believes in that exactly. stuff? Right. Okay. I think this is an issue that the CEO has to shepherd. Absolutely. Okay. It has to be driven from the top. Um, IT folks in most small and mid-sized businesses, um, they are a support function as they are in large businesses, but they don't have the resources and manpower to have individuals to do this single-handedly or okay. a team of people to do this single-handedly. So this has to be a directive driven by the top mm-hmm. and um, uh, enabling their existing IT folks to have some time to be able to th- think about these things and get the right expertise and get the right training so they can be better prepared for it. For smaller, uh, lower middle market companies that are family-owned or privately held, sometimes sure. their biggest individual asset is their business. And so they need to make sure they've protected their asset. And sometimes there's information in their company about the owner's personal wealth. Sure. Right. Somehow that gets, and then so if someone gets into your company, they can get at your personal wealth as well. Absolutely, absolutely, and that's why cybersecurity insurance is huge market and something every company should consider in this okay. day in trade. Okay. Cybersecurity insurance, Hub International. There's several other companies, Lloyd of Banks. I mean, there's there's a lot of companies out there that offer this insurance, but it's something that you should look into as a part of your professional liability E and O coverages. Okay. So let's say that someone said, "Man, Uncle has a lot of good ideas. I think I need him to walk my process." How do they find you online, or how do you recommend they get in touch with you? Uh, the, the fastest and the easiest way would be to send us an email at info at latapconsultants dot com, or they can go to I'm our website. Add, spell that. I-N-F-O, info, at L-E-T-A-P-C-O-N-S-U-L-T-A-N-T-S dot com. Just like it sounds. It's very easy. So that's your email. And your website is? Website is letapconsultants.com. dot com. L-E-T-A-P-C-O-N-S-U-L-T-A-N-T-S dot com. So I only have like 10 seconds. How did you come up with the name of the firm? Several years ago, I was sitting down and bored, and uh, I wanted to focus on some consulting. And uh, I, lo- I saw my last name written somewhere, so I spelled it backwards. And the company <laughs> name and the domain was available, so it was it was <laughs> not too I creative. I recognize that. We're Where's not, the mirror when you need we're it? We're not we're not on the creative side. We're on the strategy side. So okay. well, it works for me. All right, Encore. I really appreciate you just giving us a glimmer of what you know and kind of how you help middle market companies protect their business. Thank you for having me, Rick. My pleasure. Thank you for being a friend of the show, and welcome to our community. Thank you. All right. We're going to take uh, – no, we're not going to take. We're going to say goodbye here. But before we leave, I want to let you know that our sponsors make this show possible. They are 
Brandman University, Center Club, Commercial Bank of California, Decision Toolbox, Smart Business Magazine, MBN Design, S&H Rubber, Succession Strategies, Tone Software, and UPS Protection. If you'd like to learn more about my firm, Critical Mass for Business, maybe refer a guest or advertise on the radio show, visit criticalmass4forbusiness.com. Until the next show, I hope all of your decisions will move your company in a positive direction. You have been listening to Critical Mass Radio Show Business Talk Show, focused on exploring topics of interest to CEOs who are leading middle market companies. With your host, Richard Franzi, 